Hi, it's Janelle. This is Marissa. This is Shade, and you're listening to Fat Pink Cast. Who are all going to Comic Con soon? Officially, finally. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I was finally able to complete my registration after those losers would not get back to me for almost a month. Yeah. Because they need to fix something on my register. Like, so, you know how your ID is supposed to match with your name that you had on your account? Mm-hmm. So I have my working name on my account because New York Comic Con was fine with that, and that's the name that I use at work. But apparently for San Diego, you need to show ID, whatever, fine. But I'm like, okay, Your legal so, name. Yeah, your, like, legal name. But they, but you can't change it yourself online, so you have to go through them. And they're like, please allow five to three to five business days. And I've been harassing them since the beginning of this month and they're just not getting back to me after saying three to five business days and I've been emailing everybody oh my god and I was literally oh my god I was literally emailing them every single week yeah. no okay. I feel you and if, if it was that hard for you I'm thinking of all the like folks who are trans and have names that are different oh, from what's yeah. on their illegal ID or all those mm-hmm. folks who changed their names when they got married but only like in a common law way or folks who go by a white-sounding name to like, mm-hmm. because you have to kind of do that in the United States, you know? Yep. Man, that sucks. Yeah. But it's finally through. Woo! Oh, sorry for the day. I was like, no, screw you. And I was so <laughs> angry for five seconds. And then I texted you, and I was like, it happened. Yeah, so, I know. I was like. Conversation. Yeah. Time so my, my panel was approved. Congrats on your yeah, panel. Yeah, I saw I, too, shall be going. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A good mix of comic book writers and actors. So mm-hmm. super Asian America. Be there. Be square. Be there. Yeah. So. I got some ravens. Yeah, we have some ravens. <laughs> What up? Um, I have a raven from Melisande. Okay. Melisandre. Melisandre. <laughs> okay. It's about... I just realized, like, it's like if Melissa and Andre had, like, a kid and named their kid Melisandre. <laughs> <laughs> just like Renezumi. Anyway, um, it's an interview with Carice Van Houten. Okay. Um, and it just talks about, and I had a, a question that made me crack up. Because, you know, this episode, she's talking about using King's blood. So the question is, so far we've only seen Melisandre. I can't unsee it now. Fuck. Okay. So, so far we've only seen Melissa Andre in action when the King's blood belonged to a male. When she could use seduction to get it. Okay. Such with Stannis to make the shadow baby. Or with Gendry to get the blood for the leeches. Or even with Jon Snow. Although that attempt failed. But this is a little girl. Okay. Hmm. So she's like, yes, exactly. So it cannot be anything sexual or anything that has to do with procreation. I can't tell you more without spoiling it. Okay. I don't know. I found this extremely weird. They're like, so far, Melisandre has only been able to do magic with sexiness and dudes. What will she do now? Um, she'll probably... I don't know. What is there left to do? What is there left to do? Melisandre's magic has been reduced to sexy magic. So what will she do now? Like, it's just... I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny and sad at the same time. No? 
like weird. Like, I mean, well, like no, all I your magic you. is like penis magic. So uh, what are you gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> but then also creepy because it's like a kid involved now. So it's like. I don't know, this show. Andrew was know. a kid. Isn't Jon Snow still underage on the show? How old is he on the show? Fifth, 16. Uh, Danny, probably 18 at this point. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just went through a range of, of ages 18. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's one raven. Did you guys see the um, Red Nose Coldplay thing? Oh, yes. It was very... It was probably one of the best parodies type things in Game of Thrones, like, ever. Could you lend me a hand? Cause I've only got one. I miss my fingers. Your son, are you thinking about Joffrey? Such a spirited lad. I was his uncle, I was also his dad. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know, it was funny, a little Did off you see sometimes. It, Very what, white, what but thing? Still the... funny. Oh, yeah, I did, and mostly. Mostly it was, I, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of corny and overwhelmingly. What? No, I mean, at yeah. some points I was like, this is, yeah. at first I was like, this is kind of corny. And then I started laughing and I was just like, I'm not laughing at this. This is stupid. <laughs> but no. Do you I, like when Kit Harrington sang Wildling? Yes, that was funny. <laughs> yes. That part was funny. You make my heart sing You pull your bow string And shoot me I remember all the gossip we used to read about how they were dating Yeah, I thought yeah. the Rastafarian Targaryen thing was a little eh I was going to ask you about that I was going to put you on point Yeah, I was just like uh, <laughs> They're pronouncing Rastafarian wrong <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so that whole scene where he where Kit Harrington is singing that that Wildling song and they don't focus on Rose Leslie, but she like turns back and she goes, He's singing about me and winks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dying laughing. No, it was great. I don't know. Like (laughs) that slow jam that they had Nicholas. I was like, what is who thought of this? It was, Liam Neeson. It was cute. I was yeah. like, this is a white show, though. This is a white oh show. Oh my god, yeah. That's what <laughs> I was like, saying. Like, I'm they, like, where's Salador Sand? Where's Grey Worm? He could be singing. They couldn't help it. That's yeah. why, I, like, originally when I was going to, like, blog about it, I was like, this is a mixture of comedy and white nonsense. <laughs> because, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like they can't help them. I'm like as soon as that Rastafarian Targaryen came up I was like they just can't help themselves can <laughs> no. they just can't help themselves no. yeah. yeah I mean it was some parts were funny like the parts with Kit were actually really hilarious it was for Red Nose Day kind of tied in with Red Nose Day or there was like an announcement at the end about Red Nose Day or something like that so yeah, yeah it's 
based on the British fundraising um, pra- like tradition. Yep, so that's what it was. Well, last week I sent you guys an article from the Angry GOT fan blog about a rape victim, quote-unquote, oh, yes. like, reacting to yeah. the rape scene, right? Well, but I was looking on Tumblr, and you guys know Vex Million? Yeah. She was saying how that article was fake. Really? And now I don't know how to feel. And so since a lot of people read that article, now I really don't know how to feel because I trust Bex way more than I trust the Angry GOT fan website. Right. They, like, tweet random shit at us, right? Yeah. And I feel really confused and weird. And Did they make it up? But like, they said they wanted to keep their source. But if they're they're making it up and they're keeping it, and like consistent with their like site, then it's like a parody of people who survived rape reacting oh, yeah. to that scene, and that's yeah. really messed up. Yeah, I can't even. That's... It's just, it was just made me feel really weird. <laughs> yeah, because like, does it matter if it was fake? That's a good question, actually. I mean, there were like I was. Was it clickbait? Ah, about... oh, okay, I see. Um, that's weird because. <sighs> See the frustrating thing about this is that I'm there. There definitely are people who are view who are um, victims of rape or sexual assault who do watch Game of Thrones and probably do share the sentiments that were expressed, or, or some of the sentiments that were expressed in that essay and article. And it's like, are they are they now being invalidated or made to feel like I don't know? It's weird because. But there was this one post going around on Tumblr where someone was like, I'm not even was posting about like not even being bothered by the rape. Like the rape didn't bother them. Just like the fact that it was lazy writing. Uh, but it's just but it's just like ha- exactly, right? It's kind of <laughs> like what like if we're gonna weigh this out, this is not the only like Game of Thrones is a lazy show overall. Let's just say yeah. the Game of Thrones is a lazy show overall. Yeah. So it's like if you're seeing this scene and everyone's exploding about the rape, but you feel the need to be that one special person or that group of special fucking snowflakes who happens to not be offended by the rape itself, but be more offended by the fact that it's lazy writing, mm-hmm. like, that that doesn't make you above it all. That just, to me, says that you are deliberately choosing to ignore the problem with this scene because you just don't want to be like anyone else or you just don't want to engage in the discussion. Like, that's right. not a good thing. That doesn't make you a better or more perceptive Well, some person. people do think it makes them a better person because they're like, I'm so above it. You know? it, it to me, it just points out, to me, it just points out how, 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 how ignorant you are. Yeah. And, on, and I always have this argument with people. I'm just like, you, it's fine that you think things should be a certain way, but you shouldn't ignore how things are in light of how you believe things should be, right? Mm-hmm. So you maybe you might feel like people should be focusing on the fact that Game of Thrones is a lazy, has lazy writing, right? But yeah. that's not the issue at hand. The issue that people are discussing is the overuse of rape and sexual assault in Game of Thrones. You have to have that discussion. Like, you can't talk around that point and talk about laziness on the show because if, if your concern truly was about laziness, then you would have been talking about it since the beginning of the season. You would have been talking about poor dialogue. You would have been talking about poor plot and poor pacing. But now, when everyone is talking about rape, that's when you choose to focus on the laziness of the show. Like, to me, that doesn't, that doesn't say anything. Like, I don't yeah. know. Sometimes, like, it people... It feels like a derailment. It does. It really does. It really does. And, like, sometimes, like, I'll, like, read certain posts 
you know, people just reblog what they like, whatever. But every now and then, somebody reblogs something, and I, I like trust them a little bit less because it reminds me that in many ways, Tumblr really is not a safe place for a lot of different people. Like, because someone, there are always people out there looking to invalidate how you feel about certain things you know, because they don't want to seem like they're following the crowd or because they think that you're not being nice enough when you know, when they make a quote unquote mistake. Like, I don't know. Or, or you're making sometimes. them uncomfortable so it's time to talk about something else. Right, exactly. This past week, like everything after that episode and, you know, leading up to this episode, I've just been so disappointed. Like, Gary Fells and fandom in general is like not, I would, like, I would never put on the pedestal of like best fandom ever, but like every chance they get to fucking disappoint me, they really do. Like, they try real hard, man. They try, like, I'm like, are you thirsty? Like, are you trying to win a competition or something? Like, I don't understand why. Like, this is the time for you to, like, really, really open your mouths and say, hey, we do not support this. And instead, you're like, this is just, I don't know if you was so bothered by the rape. This happens on Game of Thrones all the time. It's just laziness at this point. Like, really? Really? No. Like, an increasingly, like, shitty approach. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really liked the books a lot. They were a big part of my life from, like, age 15 to, like, 25. Mm. Right? And... It feels like the franchise got hijacked by dude bros, and it's such a shit feeling. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Speaking of, since we were talking about rape, weird segue, um, so somebody has done a apparently an analysis of rape in Game of Thrones, according to this tweet that we got, um, io9. I don't know if you had the same raven. Yep. Um, Tafcarfanfic.tumblr.com. Yeah. Names. That's cool to know the statistics instead of just like, I mean, you shouldn't have to have statistics to back up your point about the yeah. show being, you know, relying on rape too much. But Wasn't the conclusion that technically the books feature it more? Yeah. So could <laughs> one also argue, right, but I feel like one could also argue that they're very different mediums, right? Yeah. Right. And it's like, considering the plot lines that we actually do get on the show, the mm. show is still inserting in scenes that the sister scenes, those types of like rape and sexual assault do not exist in the sister scenes in the books, but they do exist in the show. So I'm curious as to the extent of this analysis, because in my opinion, it shouldn't go by rape mentions, like, overall. I think it should go by scene by scene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in this scene, the scene happened that happened in the books, what does it look like on the show? You know what I mean? I feel like that would be a more accurate comparison. But it's like, if you're doing rape in all the books and rape in all the show, to me, that doesn't, that's not... There's more really content th in the books. Right. And that's yeah. not really what people are arguing. Like, oh, there's more... Well, I guess maybe some people were arguing that there's more rape in the books than, than there is in the show, but I feel like the core, the bigger issue is that there are scenes that, that the show lifts from the books where there is no rape and sexual assault, but they add it in. That's what I think the, the main argument is, but whatever. I do appreciate someone taking out the time because it does, it does warrant, it's a conversation piece. It yeah. warrants some thought. A lot of the characters that are described as raped in the books don't even exist on the show. 
Yeah. But I suspect right, if true. they were on the show, they would be. <laughs> right. I liked her um, her essay that she wrote in response to her um, analysis, which is this idea that the book is not the books aren't perfect about rape either, and the way they handle rape is just as problematic in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that there are so many rapists who are point of view characters who don't consider mm-hmm. themselves to be rapists. Yeah. Right. Or the fact that Germ seems to I've... greatly overemphasize the amount of rape in history in his books. Right. I feel like we mm-hmm. never ever said that it's worse in the show than on the in the books. I think we've always said that there's a lot of it in the books. And there's also a lot of it in the show, and it happens to characters. I mean, not that it should happen to anyone, but it happens to characters that it never happens to in the books. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have to add more than was already there. I would I would say it's worse on the show than in the books. Maybe because oh, visually, visually? It's not written from an objective male gaze. Right. Okay, yeah. Right? So you, you're left to like, interpret it how... Yeah, that's true, so... I get what you mean. Like, it's not sexy rape in right. the books. Mm-hmm. Right. Or shock effect in the same way. I don't know. Or maybe I it mean, is. Okay, so Tough Card does make a uh, statement where she talks about how the women who are being raped are often nameless women's bodies as character development for male antagonists. Rape victims serve as props and set decoration to el- uh, to illustrate a man's depravity. See, this is why this is mm-hmm. I think something that is prevalent in the way rape is used for plot in, in television as a whole is that it's it feeds and, and also in Game of Thrones as well, the at a song of Ice and Fire, is that it feeds the notion that the men who rape are bad men. Right. You know what I mean? And are like and our heroes like don't bad do that. men like right, right, right. They they create this dichotomy in which the person, the man who rapes is this creeper who grew up horribly and like, I don't know, murders people. Like they're always like the worst of the worst, right? But there's very, and which isn't to say that those men aren't the type of men who rape, they do, but there's very little representation of the men who are liked and are considered handsome and people make excuses for them. They also do do those types of things. But whenever a rapist is presented in these sorts of settings, they don't look like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, they don't why behave are all the rapists on the show so fug? Um, like, not necessarily. Yeah. But, like, but, look, but look at Joffrey, for example, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're so heavy-handed in, in their portrayals of what a bad man Person. looks yeah. like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's never really, I don't know, there's never really a critical look at the men who are revered and in positions of power and are handsome and very well liked. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. no, you know, microscope turns on those kind of men who do rape and do get away with it, you know, yeah. because of how they look and how respected they are in society. So it's like, you know, it's like it's selling a lie in a way. Like it's it's using rape as a prop and it's also selling this lie that allows, and, and in my opinion, makes it for, for the men who do I'm not even not just men, before people who do rape or, or have raped or sexually assaulted people, it makes them feel comfortable because they can look at these characters and say, Well, I'm not like that. Like right. I I don't I don't murder people. I'm not gross in this way, you know? And they yeah. can rationalize in their mind. I don't know. It's it's weird because I feel like there's there's this huge overarching discussion is that when rape is presented the way the game of and, and 
and overused as a plot device in the way that it is in Game of Thrones. Doesn't it make predators feel comfortable and victim? Like ultimately, victims are the ones who feel uncomfortable. They're the ones who feel the unrest. But I'm like, mm-hmm. what about? Doesn't this? But when you portray it in this way, when you make excuses, you you make it comfortable for the for for the predators as well. You make it comfortable for them because yeah. they rationalize their behavior. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't know, and we have to talk about these things. Like I don't know. Like I still feel like there are people who are just like, oh, this is just a TV show. These are fictional characters. And I'm like, there is a larger issue at hand. And Game right. of Thrones is like, I'm happy that people are criticizing, but I need, but I don't know. Like I feel like people. Should it's be like, like a little bit too late. We said this was coming from the beginning. We were like, this show has yeah. a problem, and no Doesn't one was it feel listening. So- like yeah, it was like a delayed reaction, right? Doesn't yeah. it feel like a delayed reaction? Well, I was same like, with the race been, thing. And the- yeah, yeah, that's true. I was like, we've been saying this for the longest time, and now you guys are finally catching on to this. You know, when it finally happens again for the hundredth time, now yeah. you want to talk up. You know, I remember um, when I in season one, like people were like, I don't like how gross Theon is being to women. He wasn't mm-hmm. that dressed to women in the books. I was like, you guys remember the part where Theon was a rapist? Yeah. Or did his sufferings in book five, like, obliterate that from your mind? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. People or, you make know, a lot of excuses The part where Tyrion, like, rapes a woman in book five, like, mm-hmm. did you just forget that because you were so interested in the rest of his plot in book five? Like, mm-hmm. we yeah. have such a selective memory. Or even, like, watching the show right now and, like, following Jamie's plotline is, like, an exercise in selective memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's so weird. <laughs> so a long time ago, I used to be part of Westeros.org. I was in the forums. I was really active in the forums. And yeah. I may have already told you guys a story, but we used to make fun of, like, writers who used rape as a plot device and almost serve as a plot device or a way to introduce tension. And it feels like the showrunners... And that was like something Game of Thrones fans did or A Song of Ice and Fire fans did. We made fun of people who used rape as a plot device because we considered it to be bad writing. So for me to see it on the show now is like really ironic and weird. Like, wow. They went there. Any other ravens? Um, Not that I can see right now. Shut the window on the ravens. Shut the window on the ravens. Wow, I think I love you. But I want to know for sure. I want to take you into that cave and kiss you, baby, down there. Because I've never done it before. Yeah! Okay, so the episode was The Gift. Who was it written by? Directed by D&D. D&D. Directed by a new director. His name is... His? Wow, that's a surprise. Miguel? (laughs) Yeah. Sapochnik, a British director. Oh, okay. When you said Miguel, I was about to be excited that it was a person. They could still be a person of color, but... No, he, I, I like, don't know. He's from the UK. Anyway, so yeah, this show we can keep hoping, but I don't think so. Okay, so where do you want to start? 
Let's start with re- ready for some fresh bullshit. There was like fresh bullshit and everything, so you're gonna have to be more specific. Do you just want to start with John and get him out of the way? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. John. I still can't decide if Tormund is like really cool looking or if he's a hipster. Tormund is totally a hipster. He's like the kind of person you would see in Williamsburg over here or Silver Lake over there. Yeah, in like in a in a coffee shop. Uh huh. Like, or playing chess outside in front of a coffee shop. Right. Smoking clove cigarettes. Mm hmm. That's, that's Tormund. Um, so basically, I don't think Kieran Hans is coming back then, right? <laughs> they Do never you want him, anyway. him to come back? Absolutely not. He oh, was Lily sneaking into Winterfell. His character was such a waste. I know. And it was poorly cast. He should never have been. Fail I mean. Casting. Fail Michelle casting. Clapton, come on. For real though. Fail yeah. casting and they didn't and they didn't even use him. So it was a waste. It was a total waste. Wait, is Michelle Clapton the costume designer or the casting director? No, oh sorry. Uh, Nina Gold is casting. Nina Michelle Gold, Clapton is come casting. on. But okay, but sorry. fuck it. Michelle Clapton fails too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never forgive you for Kat's rough. That only no. came off when she got stabbed or in the neck. Or for like Marjorie's hair, or for Mel- like there's just so much. It's weird because sometimes, sometimes when she gets it right, it's so right. But when she gets it wrong, oh my god, it is atrocious. Like Dorn. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so at- John's like leaving. Mm-hmm. Sam's like take this knife. Yeah, sure. Take this knife. <laughs> and then they just I wasn't really, leave. I was yeah. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> that was it. All right, let's move to Sam. I don't know. Oh wait, wait. I had to say there was like Ollie. A couple of shots of Ollie looking really unhappy at John. Like they're not like foreshadowing from a mile away. I know. What you say? Mm, that you only meant well. They might as well have had him like like sharpening a blade or something. He's gonna do. He's gonna do the thing. Violin music. (laughs) What did you think about Master Eamon dying or talking about egg? I like that he talked about egg. I like to talk about it. I mean, it's kind of weird to introduce that plot point, like at this point, but you know. Oh please! That if anything, old. that was just a nod to book readers. I don't think they're trying to introduce anything. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I concede. This show is too lazy for that kind <laughs> of. Like um, no way. I mean, I thought it was kind of cute that he like died. Wait, you thought it was Wait, cute? Wait, what? Because <laughs> he, he, like, died of old age. How many characters in this world die of old age? Okay, And yes. it was, like, a peaceful death. Oh, like, no, sorry. I put it wrong. It was, like, Did you guys watch the Inside the Episode? No. Okay, well, they do talk about that, Master, Master Eamon's death being, like, a death of natural causes and how, like, that's, never, that's like, not a thing in Game of Thrones. So it's sort of... It's a different sort of funeral because it's like you're mourning a father figure or like a grandfather figure or like someone that's a member of your family. And it's not so much grief because you're taken from the world too soon. It was just, you know, grief because your time has come to an end, which is nice. Like you do you, Master Eamon. Good on you dying of oldness. 
Yeah, that's a very rare thing to do in this world. <laughs> and he was, like, hanging with the baby. Yeah, that was nice. Although he was like, you should get that baby out of here. Anyhow, now that funeral is out of the way, it's time for some <laughs> almost rape. Oh, no. Brought to you by Terry Goodkind and D&D. Oh, surprise, no. surprise. We need to infuse some drama in this plot. Oh my so, gosh, this was so I have terrible. This totally novel idea. So crazy. You guys have never heard of it before. What Let's, if? What if we almost rape Gilly? Oh, yes, I said it. Another character. Yeah, another. What if? <laughs> but wait, wait, it gets better. Then Sam I mean, you've got comes Mira. and saves her. He gets the shit made out of him because he can't fight for nothing, but then he saves her. He's and so then, brave. And then, and then he As gets a reward. For, well, he gets rewarded her. for his bravery. He gets rewarded for his bravery. He gets some ass. Gets, but gets some ass. Guys, Yo, I've never okay, seen this plot line ever before in my entire life. When you've been almost raped, the last thing you want to do is... The, the first thing you want to do is reward your rescuer. That's what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, with sex. Reward. Like, that's the first sex. thing. Yeah, that's the exact... Thing. And then and you tell, tell him, him that he should have let you. No, no. You <laughs> yeah. Tell him he should have let you get raped. Yes. That's the selfless thing to do. Tell uh, him to leave you to get raped and then reward him with sex. Thank uh, you so much. Well, technically, you know, ghosts saved her, so she probably should have just gone hunting and gotten ghosts something to eat. Yeah, like a <laughs> bunny rabbit or something. Yeah. Ghost gets no credit. Seriously. Why isn't Ghost with John? Um, Did John no. forget him? <laughs> no. What is a ghost? What is ghost? What did probably... he even come from? Since John couldn't save them both, then ghosts had to step in. You know? Is this an example of a duex machina? Yes. It's a ghost ex machina. Ghost, ghost ex, machina. ex machina. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, ghost ex machina. Well, I mean, it's. So the scene is actually, like, interesting, because it's, yeah. in the books, they have sex after Eamon dies, but it's because the Summer Islanders tell them to celebrate life. Yeah. And it's after, like, all the Summer Islanders have a ton of sex, because that's <laughs> what they do. <laughs> Those they darn Summer Islanders. Sex. They're so cool <laughs> with their sex worshipping, and then, like, they end up like succumbing to their crushes to one another and they have sex. Mm-hmm. But in that, you know, it, it couldn't be that. It couldn't be like them having a conversation about Eamon and then like grief fucking. It had to be like post rape, post assault. Like, yeah. use your man up fucking. And we don't get to see his mast. Oh, yeah, but you know, the entire time I was like, I felt like this. I was like, "Is Germ is in my ear narrating the scene right now?" <laughs> it was just like all I could hear is that pink mask. Well, well, thankfully she didn't take off her clothes. That would have been hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, lots of hot garbage going around these days. He just broke his vows at home rather than on a boat far away. I was like, is somebody going to come in at some point and catch them in the act? Because I fully expect that to happen so that he's compromised. So I have a question. Yes. Why do you guys think this sex scene between Sam and Gilly was so chaste? Because uh, Sam, Sam is a virgin. 
We have a so is John. Okay, no thoughts. What's I'm your trying, thought? I'm, what are I'm you trying to think. No, I'm, I'm asking Shade why she's asking this. You mean they're like well, showing restraint or yeah, I think it's unusual for them to show restraint. And I feel, I kind of feel like the reason why they showed restraint was because they felt like it wouldn't make for a pretty sex scene. I, you know what I mean? I know. I always thought oh, that the scene in the books is hot. That, the fat it was phobia. awkward, but it was hot. Yeah, but this is game of, thank you. Oh, you This mean, is game of yeah. thrones. They couldn't have, like, Gilly spurting her breast milk all over Sam. <laughs> Who is, is that? that what you mean, like, in the books when she's, like, no, losing him with I, breast milk? No, I think it's fat phobia. That's why, yeah. I, think, I, that's why I think you don't see anything. Yeah. This is literally, yeah. what other sex scene is there in Game of Thrones that is this chaste? Come on. Okay, now I'm wishing there had been, like, naked John Bradley and, like, breast milk spraying everywhere. <laughs> no, but seriously, because honestly, after I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, like, they were, like, surprisingly chaste about this. But then when I yeah. thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, this is Game of Thrones. Yeah. They, pa- they passed this opportunity up. What? Mm-hmm. Come on, that's just suspicious. It just made me think of, like, you know that scene in the books way, way, way back in season one where Ned and Kat are in bed together? And they're, like, naked in the books, but on the show, they're, like, totally covered up. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of, it made me think of that scene. And the reasons why, obviously, they wouldn't show, like, an older woman naked. Because they older couldn't women... Af- they couldn't afford Sean Bean's naked fee. <laughs> Please. Supposedly. Yeah. Maybe. I don't believe no. that, though. <laughs> sure, yeah. we can go with that one. Or just, like, no. Nah. <laughs> um... <clears throat> So there's that. Uh, do you want to go to Santa? Yes. <sighs> do I? So Santa's cowering and crying. Um, and we learned that Ramsey basically hurts her every night because we totally needed that information. Awesome. Thank you, show. Um, but of course, it becomes about Theon, right? So Santa at one point is like, what did he do to you? You betrayed my family. You have to help me. Yada, yada, yada. But she, then she starts, like, reassuring him and reminding him. She's she's being placed in, like, the Jang Poo role, which I think sucks. Because I'm like, I wanted... I had high hopes and dreams about this storyline actually being hers. You know? She tells Theon to go light the candle. I'm just like, ugh. Goddamn. Why? I mean, she's is, there is that to bothering? Be, she's a literal, she's a literal princess in the tower. Yeah, trying to motivate a man to action to rescue her. I mean, is that bothering movie. anybody else? Like, is it just me? Like, I think it's bothering a lot of people. But I mean, after what they did last episode, I'm kind of like, of course they're gonna be uncreative this episode too. Yeah, it's really frustrating that Sansa is like never allowed to like own her own like. Like, what was the last season she was sharing it with Tyrion? Then then she started sharing it with Littlefinger, and now she's sharing it with Theon. Like, she's never allowed to have her own plot, yeah. which or her own storyline, which really, really sucks. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to say about that scene. And the next one that she's in, she's walking around uh, silently while Ramsay talks about being Lord of the North. And then she calls him a basic bastard. <laughs> And he didn't like that very much. Like, 
I was like, sounds like you can't be walking around calling people basic bastards. It's very rude. Um, yeah, I feel like we were, like, supposed to be cheering for her in that scene. Yeah. Like, I look at like her was... and her resistance politics. But I was like, this is just what she did in King's Landing. She's not doing anything new. No, uh-huh. Um, and she's not learning anything new. But she does, I, I mean, that's not true. She learns that Jon Snow is um, a better bastard than everybody else because he's now Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. And then she also learns what happens when people align themselves with her. Because, of course, we get a close-up of a flayed woman, the cherry on top of the cake, right? Of these scenes where we know, like, Ramsay's threatening her the entire time. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I would rather watch Littlefinger creep on Sansa the whole plot instead of, like, yeah. this crap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, you see all the bruises and stuff on her arms and, like... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, the way they have, like, the lengths they have gone to break down Sansa's character is, like appalling to me because you do not I mean with the exception of Theon there is no other male character being punished in the way that women are consistently being punished on this show Right? like that is some bullshit everything that's happening to the songs of the season is straight up fucking bullshit and where does this narrative arc lead? Does it lead to her enacting violence for revenge? Or exactly. Like, and like honestly, that makes up for it or point, develops her? Exactly. I was going to say, if it does end up going in that direction, then it's like, what new ground has been tread? Like, we haven't, like, we haven't seen this story before. Like, why, are women, why do women have to be violently raped and beaten before they are allowed to, like, stand up, before they, like, get revenge. And it's like, all of a sudden, they're a new person. Like, I don't know. The fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why? So unnecessary. It's like Frank Miller is writing this or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, Frank Miller. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stannis? I guess. Sure. From one flop storyline to the next. I this mean... Is sort of, like his arc in the books. He's headed to... Oh, it is. It is. But Melisandre doesn't go with him in the books. She stays with Jon. They just can't help Mm. themselves, can they? Melisandre is so annoying. Like... Unfortunately, yeah. (sighs) What a cartoon character, man. Seriously. She's like the little finger. Like, the other little finger. It's like, every time she appears on screen, I'm just like, oh my god, again? Must you be here right now? And so, yeah. like, are you? Oh my god! Like they totally ruined her character, and it's like even with her character, even within the canon that they've created, doesn't make any sense. Like, like I feel like they could have really pushed her and made her so much more interesting than she actually is. Like Melisandre is not interesting, and I think because every time she comes in, they always make her do some like willy nilly bullshit, like ridiculousness. I'm, like, automatically, irrationally irritated by her entire existence. And I hate that. Because I don't ever want to get to that point for a female character, but that's how I feel about Malisandre. She makes Stannis look like he has really bad judgment all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. True. But she's just... She's not... 
I don't know, like in the books, I feel like I could really understand why she had such sway. But on the show, I'm just like, How why? Sway? <laughs> Sorry. Look, are you referencing Batman Beyond right now? No. Oh, I thought you um, were too. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, but on the show, I'm wondering, I'm like, who in their right mind would follow someone like that? I just feel like, uh, I thought she was going to take off her clothes again. I think that's what I'm afraid yes, of. Yes, I'm afraid too. she's going to get naked. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, please, no more. Please, no more. Like when Sanus put his hand on her waist, I was like, oh, I, I, I cringed. I cringed when he put his hand on her waist. I was like, oh, God, this shit again. Oh, no. <laughs> like, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Just please keep, keep your clothes them on. on. Please. please. I'm begging you. <laughs> exactly. Um, what is Stannis <clears throat> even going to fucking do? Like, Shireen is his only heir. How does it help him to kill his only heir? Um, you're asking the wrong questions. Wait, so what's the actual question? <laughs> Why is Melisandre there? Why is Melisandre there? <laughs> Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I don't know. It's weird because Stannis has done so many horrible, horrible, horrible things. <laughs> And it's like, this is Game of Thrones, but, you know, he stopped short of killing his only child. Which, you know, I guess is a sign that he's a good guy. I like how it's snowing, like, throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, they're showing some snow. Winter has finally arrived. Finally. I like how he was like, winter is coming isn't just the Stark words. I was like, it isn't. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Because this dialogue—that's not, not what it's implied. I think that was it for Stannis, actually. Was it? Is- I think Davos was like, "You should go back to the Wall and hang out," and he was like, "No." And then Melisandre was like, "How about you kill your kid?" And he was like, "I'm so torn now about killing my kid." Or we knew they were gonna do this for sure. They were building her up to be yeah. burned at the stake. Yep, we called it too cute um, to live. Too kawaii to what <laughs> was it? Too kawaii to live. Something I don't remember. What? How does it go? That phrase? Who knows? Okay. So, do you want to go to? Um, the answer's Landing? not really, but I will. No. Oh, I thought you meant Dorne. <laughs> no. Do you want to go to Dorne and get it out of the way? Actually, not really, but I will. <laughs> um. So, let's go to Dorne, Marcella. Where is the actual door? Okay. Uh, uh, there's a bit of teen angst about how in love Marcella is and how she's staying right where she is. Cause her, where is the actual Marcella? Her daddy uncle can't make her go back. She's lost somewhere. Because actual Marcella was intelligent and played chess. And, was and that's why she wanted and... to. Yeah. And that's why she wanted to stay because she was actually acclimating quite well. It wasn't about her just being in love with um, Tristane. Yeah. I also think it's because Cersei isn't in Dorne, so why would you want to go back to Cersei? <laughs> right? She's just like, um, daddy, uncle, you can't make me go back. <laughs> so, yeah. There was that. And then we get to the most thrilling part of the episode, where Bronn is singing, and the sand snakes are in this janky-ass cell with this filthy guy, because that's totally where their uncle would put them. Exactly. Why would Bashir put them like right next to the guy they just killed and not take all the poisons off of Tyene? Right. Bashir? 
Yeah. <laughs> she means she means um Doran. <laughs> Doran. I was like Because he plays Bashir in Star Trek. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's so, tired. Can we talk about... Oh, my God. This Tyana has oh to get her boobs out. God. Come on. <laughs> what? what? She like, had sometimes, to. Like, I paused the TV, and I got up, and I started pacing. Because I are, was like, I can't believe I have to sit through this. Like, are they... What is going on? I mean, on? isn't she the most beautiful woman ever? Here are her tits, like, so that you can figure it out yourself like D D are so thirsty like i just don't like i'm not sure what it is that they're trying to achieve but it's like why at one point then, my notes just said lord jesus take the wheel <laughs> and then the way the camera was like panning up and down on her body and i was just like kill me now just kill me Dude, now I was, that camera was like about to rub itself all over her <laughs> I know. This show is so extra. Like, sometimes I'm just like, Game of Thrones, relax. It's okay. People are not going to stop talking about you if you don't do fuckery every five minutes. Like, I know. Don't work. Game of Thrones is extremely concerned that people don't know how to pirate porn. Yeah. I guess so. Okay, but, okay, so, of course, this, this is all a ruse to find out, like, about her poisoning him. So okay, so they needed to get the 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 toys out for the reveal of that. It's uh, a type of poison that only activates if you see a boob. You know what people are defending it saying that. Have you seen the have you seen the comments? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? They're, what are people they're saying? They're like, "Oh, because she wanted to get she needed to get him aroused." So that the poison would work faster. I was like, what? It's boner activated poison. Why did she bring it for like Marcella then? Marcella's not gonna get a boner. Like, are they gonna like poke her with the poison and then have her tell anesthetics? Yeah, and but listen to that logic though. She said that it only has to touch the skin. Like a drop has to touch the skin and then they're they're done for. It doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be activated by like how fast your heartbeat is going or like like it's moving through your body faster because you're like aroused that's so stupid you guys that is stupid logic i'm sorry maybe i shouldn't say stupid but that is illogical i i don't know i just learned how like medicines work and about how like they're absorbed through the skin versus taken orally and it is true that it has to circulate through your entire body in order to work. So by yeah, getting but... him aroused, then his blood... Then <laughs> it's just going to get his his Wait, is that what they're saying? So he gets aroused, that increases his heartbeat, which increases blood flow, which makes the poison act faster. Is that, that's, that's what, what people, people are saying. saying. That's what people are saying. Sure. That's the kind of poison that like she would enjoy using. The type of poison where she can just flash boobies at people all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing so he wasn't Loris. Because then Loris would be asked out, right? Oh, wait, no. Good thing Bron wasn't Loris, or she would be asked out. Yeah. Man, this show is something else, let me tell you. Okay, so if someone doesn't get me my real Dornish plot, because this can't be it. This can't oh, be yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, Please? Dorn, that, 
it's Please. so embarrassing and it's so embarrassing somebody everything the plot from start to finish like i can't what did we like... learn in this scene absolutely has really nice nothing moves. absolutely <laughs> nothing Tyan we learned really nice nothing moves. new nothing plot revealing no character character development whatsoever like <laughs> this show is so funny <laughs> like here i mean it just blows my mind because it is so this scene to me is a, is like a textbook example of like mediocrity at its finest in game of thrones world and still people make excuses for this yeah show. there's still. a lot of guys who hated the sand snakes who are now like i'm glad they're here mm-hmm. well gee i wonder uh, why Oops. this scene and that fucking beetle scene from last season do they ever sit down and go like why are we putting this scene in we're trying no. to edit this huge series. Why are you putting this scene in out of all the scenes to put in? Do they ever, just, like, we uh, miss, they cut out Ariane Martell for this bullshit? Basically. Yeah. Basically. <sighs> okay, I'm done venting. Just had to get okay. out of my system. What else do you want? <laughs> what should we move on to? Um, Danny, did we get all the big ones out the way? Um, it's Danny and Cersei. Oh, let's do Cersei and, wait, no, let's do Danny first and then Cersei. Or do you guys want to do Cersei first and then Danny? Let's do Cersei first. Okay. Well, who did, who saw that coming? (laughs) Five million miles away. I know. I knew that was going to happen. You know, someone made a point that the speech um, that the High Sparrow gave was, like, good. And, you know, I won't deny that. It was good. But I'll never, and I guess it's just because it's so obvious that the Seven is supposed to be, like, echoes of the Christian faith. Like, I'll never not be annoyed by holy men criticizing the doings of women like that i'll just never be able to see scenes like that and really be able to feel okay with it just be like yeah i get it like cersei is like this like not so great person and she set you know she weaponized the religion and now she's fallen in the trap that she set for someone else blah 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 like i get all that shit but like the whole idea of like stripping someone down to like their and exposing them is still, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like, we're going to teach her a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. Why don't we ever see male characters fail in this way? Well, Rob Stark. Oh, That was yes. it. The one example. Oh, yes. And it's Theon. Spectacular fail. Did Theon fall on his own trap? I... Yeah, yes, kind of, he by did. Like, being friends with Ramsey. Although, Rob, like, they can, they're like, oh, well, Kat was responsible for some of it. Right, right, right. See, Rob had a scapegoat, but Theon didn't. Theon fell in his own trap. Rob was portrayed as someone who's innocent. 
and got, yeah. like, you know, I think Theon is, is the closest we have to a male fa- falling in, into his own trap. Do you think the scene, the upcoming scene with, you know, Cersei doing the walk, do you think it's going to be done in a neutral way or in a hypersexualized way? Hypersexualized. I'm Do you taking think the camera is gonna go like pan all over her body. Pan yeah, <laughs> just like it did on Titan. You might as I well wanna... hear like brown chicken purr, purr, in the background. It's not gonna be a solemn scene. I would really, all. really hope that they don't do that because I feel like the last time Game of Thrones did nudity that I liked was way back in season one when the dragons were born at the end because I thought that was like a pretty beautiful scene. So if they can somehow regain that finesse for this Cersei scene that we know is coming, I would really appreciate that. I don't think they will, but... <laughs> can I put down a bet that there'll be some like gross peasant guy making some crude joke that's like designed to make the Game of Thrones viewing audience laugh? I'm totally going to friends. take you up on that. I say we should have a shot when that happens. Okay. Because it will happen. Someone, yeah. Yeah, like a, someone who looks particularly smelly. We'll make a crude joke about, about her titties yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. It's the queen. I can see her titties. Something and then, like, like the audience is supposed to be like, ha, ha, ha. I'm so pleased to see Cersei get her comeuppance. I, you know, I kind of like her talk with Toman, even if he's just a narcissistic object for her. Yeah. He's like my only boy. I was like, man, she is only saying that because Joffrey is dead. Mm. She was going to poison him back when he was five two seasons ago. <laughs> back when he was five two seasons <laughs> ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about the scene with Marjorie. Because okay. I thought it was interesting. They changed so much, but they had to leave in the scene where Marjorie calls Cersei a bitch. Yeah. But what did you think about that scene? It passed the Bechdel um, test. Does it? Yeah, there are two women having a conversation about each other. Oh, yeah. Even though they're calling each other bitches. Or technically, basically, that's what's going on. We yeah. don't even track that. We don't track how often the series passes the Bechdel test each episode. Um, or, God forbid, how often it passes the POC Bechdel test. Which is never. <laughs> yeah, never. even when those two black slavers talked about Tyrion last or talked last episode to each other that they were talking about Tyrion's penis. Uh, why is this <laughs> show determined to cause me pain and suffering? Um, I don't think they're like intentionally trying to make you Oh my gosh, shush call them Yes they shitty. are. <laughs> I think they're like so obtuse and clueless and privileged that they're like not realizing they're dating their own show. Like in 50 years or 20 years, you're going to watch the show and be like, wow, that was really racist. Wow, that was really sexist and cheesy. Yeah. Want to go to Essos? Sure, let's go to Essos. Yay, Essos. Her dress was so pretty. Yeah, no wrinkles. I was like, how is it so wrinkle free? <laughs> it has no seams and no wrinkles. That's pretty She's cool. She's wearing such heavy material for that weather out there, honestly. Yeah. You can tell, but it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty. Um, but first there's that, that auction, which is like the worst auction I've ever seen. Okay, so Game of Thrones is so goddamn ridiculous. Like, they have zero black characters, and the one time 
in recent history that we're getting one that fails the paperback test. He happens to be a slave trader. Like a cartoonish yeah. one. Yeah. I'm like, don't you... Ugh, this show. And they Sometimes... bring on this super talented actor to play him, too. Exactly. That is so fucking insulting. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I just had to get that out of my system. And, of course, they're not even good at auctioning. That's not how auctions work. That guy was like, $20! <laughs> and he was like, sold! And I was like, you didn't even give anyone else a chance to beat him! Like, what? I know! That was really funny, actually. That was really funny. It's like, is that deliberately funny? Or, like, just bad, like, editing? Bad everything. And, um, like, nice fantasy there with Tyrion being an attractive purchase because he beats a master. Mm-hmm. Like, that wouldn't get him killed. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to do what works for them. So I thought Jorah was going to get a new shirt. Yeah. But he didn't. And when he took off his helmet to show Danny his face, I was like, she already knows who you are. She probably recognizes that stanky yellow shirt that you've been wearing for five seasons. Right? <laughs> No one needs to see you under the mask, (laughs) She knows. Yes, for real. No other character on the show has that shirt. That's, like, his thing. It's, like, Catelyn's rough. You know, you never know. She could have been, like... (laughs) Maybe maybe there are other people who have that shirt. I don't know. Maybe. I read a thread that pissed me off. It was, was like... So, you know that guy who breaks Tyrion's chain? Yeah. Someone was like, do you think that was strong Bellwas? What? And there's like a bunch of comments, but not a single person was like, strong Bellwas is black. GTFO. <laughs> How many Seriously. people read these books and did not notice that G- strong Bellwas is black? TFO. All, All right? these coded stereotypical things in his character and they say right? he's white. Shitting in public too. Oh god, all that stuff. Man, yeah. looking back on it, that is, like, a messed up character. Yeah, like, Jerm, what the fuck? Yeah. And he loves snacks. I love how the show went, goes, like, full Spartacus, except without the good writing. <laughs> yeah, while we were watching this, my friends were like, let's watch Spartacus or Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather watch Spartacus right now than more Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I was like, was Spartacus really that good? Yes, it was. Um, I, I feel like after the with- first season... Do you think the, the showrunners of Spartacus would have done a better job than the Game of yes. Thrones showrunners? I do, yes. yes. Why Even that? though the show kind of went downhill towards the 100%. end. 100%. I think Just... in the very beginning, like the way they approach, the way they represent sexuality. The way they, they the approach way... trauma. They deal with people's trauma of being like enslaved. Right. The way they stuff. represent nudity. The way they I mean, they were, they were really, really good at it in the beginning. Towards the end of the season, there was a whole, like, the end of the series, a whole lot of, there was Game of Thrones level of fuckery going on. So, but for the most part, Spartacus was pretty legit. It was pretty legit. And I liked how the creator of the show, like, when people would say, like, I don't like seeing this gay shit on your show, whatever, and he's just like, then don't watch because it's gonna be there. And, yeah. like, there was an actual, like, really beautifully filmed gay sex scene. Like, it was legit. Spartacus was legit in in those regards. So, like, right. compared well, to Loras the... on Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, my God. The gay hell characters yeah. in the show were way better. Way better so than, than well Loras. Yep. Yeah. So like, they were actual developed. characters. They weren't treated like... They weren't caricatures. Like, they had relationships. They were allowed to love and, like... They were warriors. They weren't. No one was really attacking them for being gay. Like, it was legit. 
They weren't like the butt of a joke. No, they weren't, which was nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, what do you think about his star? He's kind of a non-interest. Oh, versus Dario, like, all men are butchers, check me out. I have floofy hair, and I'm from Orphan Black. Oh my gosh, but let's talk about how Dario is like, at least, well, at least he can admit, at least he can admit his jealousy. I mean, get it, Danny, right? But she, he was like, even slaves have a choice, death or slavery. I was like, that's not a choice. It's not yeah, a choice. Know, that's not a choice. He was like, you should choice. so marry me, Danny. <laughs> You're the only person. Honestly, what he's in Marine who like, isn't. When he said, you're the only person in Marine who isn't free, I was like, bitch, really? <laughs> yeah, like, no. There's, like, like slaves in Marine. Romance novel foolishness is this. <laughs> and, like, when he said like that bit about... Is. When he said that bit about slavery and death, I was like, what kind of white nonsense? I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, shut up, Dario. Yeah. Yeah. Dario's so foolish. I mean, he's so good looking, but so foolish. I don't know. It's not, like, it's not like he's saying irrational things, I guess, for the world that he grew up in. I guess that makes sense. But it's just like, every now, like, I don't know, like, it's just foolishness. That comes out of his mouth. Like, I just can't help but laugh sometimes. Because I'm just like, shut up, Dario. He's that, like, one person, right? He's, like, that one person who managed to escape being a slave and, like, make something of himself in spite of all the systemic shit, who then denies that that stuff exists. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that way about him. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) everyone can just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they'll end up like me, Danny, so you don't need to help them. Mm. We could just kill all these people. That won't be a problem. Right? He's like, kill all the masters. And she's just like, are you serious right now? You really telling me to do this? Did we talk Some... about how Littlefinger, by the way, is like in King's Landing just chilling? How the fuck doing? did he get down there? What is he doing? I mean, besides that Cersei summoned him, but like, and apparently he's gonna, he's like talking to Lady Elena. Oh my god. Did we talk about the Lady Elena scene? No, I guess he's just driving around in his DeLorean. The Lady Elena scene. She goes to the High Sparrow to talk about stuff old people talk about, like their achy knees and hips. Because what is the scene with two old people if they're not talking about achy knees and hips, right? Um, yeah, you gotta show the audience that you know they're old. And so, <laughs> and so they're like talking about the their version of the Bible and talking about how like homosexuality is a sin. I was like, all right, cool story. Um, I don't know. I was like, okay, apparently they're following like. Christian Bible, which doesn't actually say that, but like, anyway. Sh- sh- uh, yeah. But, yeah. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. did you, any, okay, did anyone else feel kind of weird when she said shagging? She said something about shagging, and I was like, what? Did she? Yeah, I was like, that's a weird slang to use. That I sounded really odd. Know. Yeah. Wasn't there, like, a scene where someone said, like, are you okay on this show? Oh, it was in the game. Someone's like, I'm okay. And I was like, okay. Does that (laughs) word exist in Westeros? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, So let's talk about how she threatens to take the wealth and the food and the sparrows, like, power to the people. But I'm kind of like, the people are going to starve. They're really, I mean, you can't really fight when you're starving, right? Yeah, I think he was hinting at revolution, though. Yeah. I like, Les so Miserables style. I thought so, too, but, like, mm, 
No, of course people are going to starve, yeah. but there's no revolution without bloodshed. So Yeah, Westeros has sure... been aching for a revolution. That's one yeah. of the like big fan theories in the books is this idea that like people think Danny is going to be the one to save them all, but what they really need is like there's going to be some sort folk. of surf like uprising. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of Magna Carta thing's going to go down. You even see it a little bit at the wall with what happens to John. Like, it is no longer a cheer-tatorship. <laughs> He's no longer the cheer-tater. <laughs> yeah, they want, they want some cheer, they want cheerocracy, and they're going to get it. Ollie's going to mm-hmm. get it. He's going to get his cheerocracy. Mm. You can watch out for that, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry. We forgot really? to talk about how uh, Danny and Terry met. Like, oh, my oh. God. Okay. Oh. I'm the gift. I'm the gift. Happy birthday. <laughs> you should have come in like a birthday party. In a cake. Her. Or like in a cake. Yeah, or cool. dress like a police officer or something. Ew. Police officers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ew. Um, I brought you a gift, says Jorah. The gift being a Lannister. And a Lannister like, slave. And meanwhile, like, sweet gift. Meanwhile, no. the, the Yezin guy is like, "That's my slave." <laughs> Not anymore. Not when Danny gets his hands on him. <sighs> so basically, there's a quote about this by D and D, and they were like, "Uh, God, where did it say?" What did it He's there to advise her in her misguided ways. Creatively, it made sense to us because we wanted it to happen. That's what they say about everything. Creatively. It made sense because we wanted it to happen. So recursive. We wanted it to happen, so creatively it made sense. (laughs) Honestly, though, I'm kind of glad because I remember feeling so frustrated at the end of A Dance of the Dragons. Yeah. Because that was, like, the laziest book I've ever written. Like, that book was so lazy overall. Like, minus John's chapters, it was like, what the fuck would I even read? So, it's, you know, they, they handle some things with by allowing Danny and Tyrion to meet. I'm curious to see what will happen. I hope they don't have Tyrion, like, waxing poetic and, like, schooling Danny because that would really piss me off. Like, I know there are some things that he knows because he's from Westeros and she doesn't know. Blah, 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 blah. But can we not have Tyrion waxing poetic about how fucking smart he is? Because it's exhausting. I'm but Tyrion's saying. their favorite. Saint no. Tyrion the Flawless. Fuck Saint Tyrion. I mean, he may have, like, killed his Shay, but you all know she deserved it, because they made sure you saw that she deserved it. Oh, yeah. That. I like how he, last episode he was like, I killed my father. And I was like, you're not going to mention Shay like, at all? No. <laughs> He's like, man, yeah, I did. I killed my dad. I'm like, that's not all you killed, man. Yeah, seriously. Whatever. Whatever.
I guess that was it. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Was the snark too heavy on this one? No, no it's this not. is what we're known for. <laughs> the snark is proportionate to the shit writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well then. How many uh how many Mass? uh yeah. We Thank did not god. get any masks. Can you imagine what? if we had to watch Outlander on top of this? Oh my god, I would kill myself. Well, no, I wouldn't, but I'm just saying. It would have been awful. Outlander has turned to such shit so fast. It is, like, blowing my mind. I'm so glad we skipped a week because this episode and to watch Outlander, hell no. Yeah. Oh, couldn't do it. Mm-mm. So anyway, I'm going to go with, god, I don't know, three, three masks? Three. Don't know, like one I don't know or what I do. One or two. I'm I'm way meaner than you guys. Like one or two. I don't know. Come on, Three man. Boner thousand. activated poison. Yeah, I knocked off like five masks for that. But what else? Ha- what was good about this episode? Oh, I don't know. Gilly got almost <laughs> raped, and Marjorie calls Sosa a bitch. I'm tired and Danny met. No, it's like two masks, man. You get like one mask for Eamon's death scene being kind of cool and cute. Yeah. Or I mean, like I did like the Cersei, Cersei and um, the High Sparrow scene. That was pretty cool too. It was dramatic. Yeah. And yeah, like Tyrion and Danny meeting. I'll give him more masks if they give Jorah a new shirt. <laughs> I will notice. The day he gets a new shirt, I will notice. <laughs> right. That shirt is just too yellow. It's gross now. Well, yeah. grosser than usual. All right, sure. Let's go with the two masks. Well, that's the lowest that we've done. That's not true. Last week's was zero. Did you? Did we did not do zero? Did we? We did zero. We did, did zero. zero. Yeah, for both Game yeah. of Thrones and Outlander. I didn't finish. Okay. So they were bad. On yeah, oh, man. Yeah, last week was some hot garbage. This week was like, you want some more garbage, but more, more tolerable garbage. because we're like used to their hot garbage now. Yeah. No Sometimes I feel like the, the writers are like Ramsey. Really, though? Like, they're, like, smirking as they do this. Like, where can I find them some boner-activated poison? I swear. Boner-activated poison. Are they, like, patting themselves on the back while they do this? I guess so. They don't have to listen to online feedback. Mm, that is true. They don't have to listen to Germ. Did you see that Germ's editor, like, hates this season? Yeah. <laughs> really? What? Yeah, the woman he or who she edits his book. Oh, she? Yeah. Oh, really? This she... season? This is the season that sets her over? I, I think guess she's this is pretty like bad. Them. But this season, she's just like, what the fuck? Oh, really? Yeah, and she can say things that he can't, so that's interesting. Huh. I'm sure he's crying into his millions, but... <laughs> right. Into his millions of dollars... I mean, the, the fandom was and... always, like, unsafe and stuff, but now it's, like, even more dude bro infused. Yeah, and it's, it's out of bummer. control. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know what it would take to get this show, like, reformed. But, like, the ratings would have a tank, and that's just, like, not going to happen. Maybe, like, many years from now, there'll be a The White Queen-style adaptation. Where, like, mm. it's, like, a feminist adaptation of Game of Thrones. Yeah. You, there might be. I mean, I'm sure they'll remake Harry Potter one day, and maybe it'll be better than the current movies. Well, All thanks right. for listening. 
Thanks for listening. You can find us at fatpinkcast.com on Tumblr, Twitter, Podbay, Stitcher, and iTunes. And you can find us at Comic-Con in July. <gasps> yes! That's being All cast. three of us. Yay. It'll be the be first amazing. time we've all been together in mm-hmm. person. Yes. Epic. So, yep. Yep. Hey, okay. the season's almost over. Woo-hoo. Only three more bullshit episodes. Oh my god, <laughs> there's three more left. Oh my god. We <sighs> sound so bitter, but we are so bitter. <laughs> what the fuck Woo-hoo. happened to this franchise? <laughs> We're so bitter. Anywho. Why should the people trust a queen who can't keep her promises? If I could do what Ramsay did to you, I would. I will not kneel before some barefooted commoner and beg his forgiveness. John's taking a risk, but he has to. We don't stand a chance otherwise. My ancestors would spit on me if I broke bread with a crow.